Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome to Macro Jabber, another episode. I'm here with Audrey, the co-host of Macro Jabber, and yeah, we're going to go into some topics. But before I say the topics, okay, so I'm going to also post this up on the Friendly Bear podcast, but delayed. So like the Friendly Bear people, they got to watch Macro Jabber if they want to get this on time. But yes, this is going to come out. So if you're on Friendly Bear podcast, go to Macro Jabber, YouTube, uh, subscribe it subscribe and and yeah and comment and do all that stuff it's a lot of stuff coming soon um yeah so today we're gonna start with the first topic the fun one of uh bitcoin the the creator of bitcoin satoshi so satoshi nakamoto so i went to dubai last year uh i think around may or june i went to a bsv conference a bitcoin satoshi visions uh coin conference and uh so dr craig wright was one of the main speakers and um, he is supposed to be the, the, the creator of Bitcoin, Satoshi himself. And um, I did a few podcasts with uh, um, Kurt Work, Kurt Jr. of Coin, Coin Geek. And he broke that. He was at the courthouse in Florida where they were declaring to see if uh, he's Satoshi or not. And they actually said he was Satoshi. Uh, the court ruled that because from what I understand, this is like, don't quote me on this. I'm not an expert of Bitcoin or anything. I'm a stock trader, but like I was, I was doing the podcast with Kurt and I was into the subject at the time and they invited me to Dubai to go meet this guy, Dr. Craig Wright. But anyways, Kurt was there. Kurt were Kurt. Shout out to Kurt. He told me, okay, so he broke it down like this. So Satoshi or, you know, Dr. Craig Wright had a partner and he, they both created Bitcoin and Dr. Craig Wright has all these patents. He's the number one patent guy, like in cryptocurrency or whatever. And uh, has all these degrees, a really genius guy, but he had a partner and his business partner. And with the business partner passed away due through some some um, unfortunate, like natural, not natural cause. He had like a disease or something and uh, something. I, I forgot what it was, but he unfortunately he passed away. And uh, so the brother of that guy sued uh, Dr. Craig Rice, saying that Dr. Craig Rice Satoshi so that he can get um some compensation for that, like a lot, because uh, apparently, you know, Dr. Craig Wright, whether he is Satoshi or not, he has a lot of Bitcoin, like who knows, a God, unfathomable amount of Bitcoin. So he got sued for that in order to, to prove, in order for him, the brother of the partner to get the settlement, he had to prove that he was, Dr. Craig Wright was Satoshi. So they presented all this evidence and the court did rule that Dr. Craig Wright is Satoshi. And I don't know what it is, but the court's they have a percentage uh, of like probability if something goes the way, then they rule in the favor like it is that, like that. It's not 100 percent, but it, it's, a, it's a big percentage. So they they declared he's Satoshi, he's Satoshi. So then they owes money to the brother of that guy. So anyway, that's that's one. Uh, that, and that was a big deal for the BSV guys. So the BSV Bitcoin Satoshi Vision token um, 
I wasn't. These were the guys I was doing the the podcast with. They're they're saying that uh, because Dr. Craig Wright created BSV, they're saying that BSV is the upgrade to Bitcoin. So BSV is Bitcoin, the real Bitcoin, and that you know you don't need all these tokens. Bitcoin BSV does what Ethereum and Bitcoin does combined. It's more efficient, whatever. It's all this all this stuff, and the technology is there apparently. Um, but yeah, it, it, is he really the uh satoshi i don't know but like i i do know when i was in, in dubai and i met him you know he flew in in a private jet he had like a five-piece suit he came in he spoke a big game but he did not specifically say at the conference like i am satoshi i am Sat-. he didn't not there was not one word of that and he was on stage multiple times and he never s- said it specifically but he was talking about bsv and that bsv is uh be- better than bitcoin and he had all these other guys come in and I don't know. It looked pretty legit, but you know what I mean? These conferences, um, it, you know, it wasn't like a pep rally, like a Bitcoin conference. These was like a really serious conference. And um, yeah, I don't know. So but at the same time, you know, from my short seller mindset, I'm like, I look into, I'm curious about this. I look into Dr. Craig Wright's uh, website and he has like stuff like art appreciation and degrees from online university. And like, it's bombarded with, I was like, this is not normal. This is weird. So, yeah, so Audrey, what do, you, what do you think about the whole thing? He's definitely an odd character, which may contribute to why a lot of people don't like him. And one thing I find really interesting is uh, I would say most notable people in the cryptocurrency community don't believe that Craig Wright is the real Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, and that in itself is really interesting because these are people who are diehards and would really care about the evidence and what um, what things say about like who really is it. Uh, and it's interesting because Vitaly Buterin of Ethereum, he does, he believes Craig is a fraud. He does not believe that Craig Wright is the true creator of Bitcoin. And looking at even that, a lot of people would think, well, if anyone would know, it would be Vitalik Buterin. Like he's very well versed in all this. Um, he would know. And he's a hard proponent against Craig being the real Satoshi Nakamoto. And if you watch interviews of people asking Craig about being Satoshi Nakamoto, they've even, they, like, you'll see someone ask him straight up, are you Satoshi Nakamoto? And he'll hesitate. He'll feel weird to say that. And some have speculated that the reason he hesitates is because to him, Satoshi Nakamoto is more a group of people who have created Bitcoin together and that he's kind of just the main person. Um, but at the same time, he's also just been kind of, he's gotten locked up about it and gotten really weird, which people just find weird. He's a really weird guy. Um, people speculate he's very egotistical. And a lot of people in the crypto community also don't think the real Satoshi Nakamoto would go around like, bragging about how he's Satoshi Nakamoto and how, how you said that in Dubai, he wasn't saying he was Satoshi Nakamoto um, is interesting. And I think that he may have stopped saying that he was because he was getting so much pushback for it and people were calling him an attention seeker and that he just wishes but um and then he basically pushed back by saying i don't want to be famous i don't want to be this like i don't want to be known as satoshi nakamoto and so he's kind of calmed down on that front of things but at first he was going around saying i am satoshi nakamoto he was suing people um everyone was getting really upset he's not really a likable guy um, it doesn't seem so it's it's interesting. And also another thing, people someone asked him, why would you give yourself the alias Satoshi Nakamoto, a Japanese name? Why, you know, 
of all the aliases he could have chose if he was the real Satoshi Nakamoto, why a Japanese name? And he kind of, his answer was really weird. And it almost seemed like he didn't really know what to say. He went on to say something about how Japanese people,、uh, their culture, they work in groups really well, and that, how that's really important, and how there was someone Japanese in his life that、um, he looked up to, so he decided. And it, it just, the way that it came out sounded just really fumbled and bad. Like he was just kind of winging it almost. And a lot of people just don't feel convinced that he's the real Satoshi Nakamoto at all by the evidence. Yeah, so a couple things there. So the first thing, you know, from my experience as a short seller too,、uh, with stocks, I'm always looking at headlines. I'm always looking at the, what the crowd is thinking、um, and thinking about the contrarian view. I like the contrarian view, like to think what the crowd, the opposite of the crowd actually makes you a lot of money instead of, <laughs> instead of going with the crowd. But anyway,、um, you know, when, When people say, like, oh,、uh, he sounded like he's, he's guilty, or he sounded like he's not Satoshi, or he sounded, oh, he was confident when he said,、um, the first thought, whenever I see that, like in stocks, especially, I see, I, I'm like, okay, I don't go by that at all. And,、um, you know, it's because, like, human nature is very erratic when it comes to when there's money in, on the line of these things. So, like, for example, or just something big on the line. So, for example, the first thing that comes to mind is like Bill Clinton when, when he was caught with、uh, cheating on his wife or whatever, Hillary Clinton. He's like, I, he, he looked at the camera. I remember as a kid, I was, I was watching TV and I was like, and me and my mom and my brother were watching the TV and he was there like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And everyone was like, wow, man, like he for sure did. And look at the way he looked, he was so confident. Wow, this is crazy. And,、uh, and look, you know, he's guilty. And then the second one, like, I'm, I'm really into baseball or was. I don't really follow it that much anymore, but I love baseball. I just don't have time for it. But、uh, I remember in the late 90s when I was a kid also, a long time ago, right? So, or the early 2000s, there was a whole steroid era in baseball. So they were cracking down on steroids nonstop and like canceling everybody. That was the steroid cancellation culture back then. And,、um, You had like Mark McGuire just set the records in steroids, Rafael Palmiro. I know you don't know any of these players, probably, but、uh, they were cracking down on, on steroids and they had to go to Congress and,、uh, and Congress was asking them questions. And you know, the whole congressional panel is all an emotional fest. You know what I mean? Like you have AOC in there, like grilling people, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, so, but in this case, they're like, did you do steroids, Rafael Palmiro? And Rafael Palmiro said, like, he, He was a, a baseball player born in Cuba, played for the Orioles, and he was a big old guy. He's like, I have never touched steroids. No, no. And, every, and everyone was saying, like, I remember in school and lunch, like, oh, for sure he didn't do it. Did you see how confident he sounded? Did you see that? that oh, for sure, man. These, like, he didn't do it. Oh, and he, he doesn't look like he does. He looks like he works out a lot. He's just big boned. He's a big guy. He's always been like that. Look at the 1980s when he came up when he was 18 years old. And look at now. It's pretty consistent. And guess what? They took the test. He, they found him guilty of steroids, hardcore steroids. And the same thing with all the other baseball players. So it's like, you can't really go by, I mean, the, it's fun to do. And everybody gets sucked into it. Especially if you have an investment, let's say you have an investment in, in Bitcoin or whatever, and then you, you, the guy is being confident the way he sounds, you know, you're going to be biased and you're going to be like, so that, that's why I like having no position. Like, I, I don't really have any Bitcoin or Ethereum. So I can think in the middle, kind of like what we're doing with this podcast. We're kind of like, With politics or whatever we call BS out on both sides, because we don't, we're really independent thinkers. 
you know so the same thing so like when i when i'm thinking i have no position so i have a the the advantage of thinking as clear of a mind that i think as as you can think with with, with this cuz like i don't have any bias i don't have any skin in the game for bitcoin ethereum or bsv but um so, but anyways what, going back to vitalik so vitalik is a creator of ethereum and so he does have a a bias towards ethereum now bsv um from what i understand and i did like three podcasts i interviewed one of the bsv guys he was um a former submarine commander a nuclear submarine commander in navy and he's a hedge fund, he was a hedge fund manager and now he's um he got really into bsv and he's a friend of dr craig Wright. they're like homies you know so and he was telling me um where was i going with this oh yeah so he was telling me that bsv does what ethereum and bitcoin does combined and it doesn't need like these outrageous gas fees it doesn't need anything so it it's all it's actually the use is is there it's just like the marketing is not and now when he said that to me at the time my podcast has just started the friendly bear podcast and the amount the material I'm putting out on friendly bear podcast I'm giving away all everything I do people ask me how do you trade I just posted today um I made $10,000 plus more than 10,000 this week pretty stress free and I get messages saying how did you do it stress free the stock market is not stress free and I'm like obviously this person doesn't watch the podcast doesn't watch all the trade reviews I do the daily trade reviews I do I put it all out there the only thing is I had a friend tell me the other day oh david if you want more uh people to look at it or subscribe just some um, market it pay for marketing seo this and that and I'm like bro I don't know if I want to do all that like I don't need to do it it's just marketing so like I when when the when the the hedge fund guy jack pitts actually the the submarine commander said um you know uh bsv is just not well known i understood completely i'm like okay because like they're not marketing it right not enough people know but um but that's the way you get people to use it and that's you know i don't know i i don't know now however i do know some red flags with dr craig right i think it's weird like i spent 10 years in academia i have a masters in architecture i studied under the i i went that route for a long time so when i see and i can i can see bs like from the academia point of view like i have i in grad school we were like expert researchers whatever and uh you know it doesn't pay the bills but like whatever i know that stuff and um when i see liberty university grand canyon university all these univers like bro you're just filling up your website with like this is what dr craig ray has on his website under credentials i'm like first of all a degree takes like 3 or 4 years to get like if you do it right but if you have like 6 7 masters degrees what's the like that's the, the what's the value of the degree is this an online degree what did you do like you hired someone to do the degree i know people that have outsourced on upwork like some guys in india literally some guy in india or the philippines to do an online masters degree for for mba online masters it's ridiculous you can get a phd online and have someone else from india do the class for you that's how ridiculous it is so like What what when I see Liberty University what's we looked at the alumni we looked I was like hey Audrey check out the alumni section on Wikipedia who's from there like nobody you know Joe Schmo um and art appreciation certificate remember I have a masters in architecture I I know all the art stuff I have I've taken all the art history classes at the highest level in Italy in Spain in everywhere in in the US and like I'm not putting out art appreciation certificates 
uh, first of all, our depreciation certificate is useless. It's, um, it's like you can take it for three weeks or two week class, you know, it's like complete bogus, like what this guy has put out there. So like, that's a red flag. But then at the same time, is he just like a weird guy? Like, does he have Asperger's? I mean, I don't want to say he has it or not, but like, is there something off about him that like, is, is, is like something like that? Like what's, yeah, it's compelling because on paper, as far as IT and cryptocurrency experience, all of that, you know, blockchain technology, he has, you know, of, out of anyone who could be Satoshi Nakamoto on paper, who's kind of come out, it really could be him. You know, it does check out his history, his credentials, how long he's been doing this and how long he's been working with blockchain and, and all that. Um, and his patents, you know, his excessive amount of patents, like you were talking about, it is possible. He like he, for instance, he was an integral part of the creation of online, uh, the on the first online casino, um, and like crypto casino, all that. So he's done it all, and it makes sense. It checks out. But he's also, like I said, he does seem a little bit egotistical, as some people have observed. So some people might also make the case that because of his history and because of his experience and his past, he may say, oh. Um, I know, like, I, I can play off of this, you know, like, I, oh, I am, you know, sure, I am the Satoshi Nakamoto, like, this is great. Um, and it's still not definitive as to, you know, if he is, you know, I know the court ruled that it's probable that he is, so he needs to pay his brother some of the Bitcoin, whatever. But that's not really a surefire way of proving, which is also the case a lot of people make. Um, there was another court case that happened where, because a bunch of people were calling him a fraud for claiming to be Satoshi Nakamoto, he actually started suing people, saying, I am Satoshi Nakamoto. And uh, that went to court. And a recent court case, I forget where, um, came and said that he is actually, it's not defamation for people to claim he's a fraud, which just goes to show that the court's have also determined it's really not for sure that he is. So people are allowed to call him a fraud and that would not be considered defamation. So that's interesting. It's it's really hard to say both ways. I don't know if you know who Edward Snowden is. Yeah, the guy in Russia. Yeah, he 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 definitely thinks Satoshi Nakamoto is not Craig Wright. And he's a major, um, he, he he's major on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, so like going, okay, so now it's a transition. So we're talking about the ego. Like maybe this guy is just full of it. His ego is out of control. He's just rich, super rich now. Because imagine he, whether he's Satoshi or not, he's filthy rich beyond our imagination because he got Bitcoin way back when it first started, regardless. I don't know. God knows how much he owns. Um, but yeah, going to the ego thing. So with the stock market, so like, um, so check it out, Audrey. I don't think so. You're, I don't think you're aware of this because this is all stock related. But so during the pandemic, 2021, when AMC and GME, maybe your friends were talking about it. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 a lot of that was this guy called Zach Morris. He's a, he was a pump and dumper. He create he create. You know Zach Morris, Saved by the Bell. You ever heard of this TV show? No. Yeah. So you, you, so the a generation before you, um, they liked this show on TV called Saved by the Bell. You go after school, you watch it on the actual TV, and there's this character, the main character is Zach Morris. So this guy, and he's, it's, it was a fun show to watch in the 90s. And, and um, anyway, so this character online, this guy named is Eddie, Eddie something, a Greek name, he named himself Zach Morris, like this fun character from the 90s. And him and his buddies, his buddies were called the Goblin Gang. The Goblin Gang, baby. 
you know, and it was uh, the head of the Goblin Gang was this guy, Tommy Cooperman. He lived in Beverly Hills. He rented this mansion and he was a DJ, blonde hair dyed, you know, like douche to the max, like, like, you know, hardcore bro. And he would go and party and then rent cars. None of this is real. So he rents cars, rents mansion and then pump stocks. And he's like, yeah, get rich with me, baby. You know, get rich. And like, we're going to pump. Yeah. So him and, and Zach Morris, they collaborated together with um this guy ultra calls uh i don't know his real name but he's a former college baseball player i looked at it online and they would just all all and there's more there's like a bunch more but goblin gang you know it's like hardcore so they would pump stocks like crazy and they'll go and they were part of the whole amc they they brought a lot of volume and volatility to amc and gme they, they almost i don't know if they ignited it but they were part of it a major part of it yeah, they brought in millions of volume and everybody was getting stimulus checks and unemployment Just dumping and, it into AMC. robin hood baby which you know? i think is so cool because they were trying to go against what the hedge funds were yeah, betting nah, against nah, 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 nah. No? See, that's the narrative that oh, everybody wants you to believe okay. there was some big hands in there unloading paper like it was a it was a spectacle for it was a, it was a almost like a facade for something bigger. Yeah, interesting. So this is the movie. So whenever you see the movie, that's the narrative. But the the real thing going on, there was some bigger players there using the disguise of this liquidity to get astronomically rich. God yeah. knows. Yeah. And then yeah, the, you know the, the small guy, the Uber driver, the the you know the 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 young per, the young twenty something year old or whatever. He's like, yeah, let's. Let's stick it to the man. Ooh, you know, Wall Street. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, no, nah, it's, 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 everyone would like to believe that, but there's something bigger that happened that's probably going to come out way later. Um, we, who knows when? But anyway, so these pump and dumpers, they, um, they own, they pump these stocks and, uh, they pumped a lot more. And I was, uh, so I have these bots. I have, <laughs> and I, I track all their tweets because they use Twitter to pump. And every time they pumped something, I would short it. And I, you know, and I made a lot of money like that. And, um, whenever they were pumping stuff, I would be watching it. And I'm not the only one that does this, you know, that tracks these guys. These are pumping dumpers. So we know, for example, for a while they were pumping, uh, under $2 stocks with a certain market cap and float. They would pump it midday. They would sneak it by and you can see they front loaded. And then the stock would, would halt, it would spike, and the NASDAQ, they halt. I don't know, it stopped the, they call it a volatility halt. It's, it stops trading, and then, and then it just drops. It just collapses. And, uh, you know, it was just over and over and over. And they would just keep tweeting and Instagram all these stories of, like, this lifestyle. And then peep. so, you know, they need people to sell into. So they would pump, and they would dump into their people. Pump and dump. So anyways, fast forward 2023. Um, they all, they got arrested. The feds broke, uh, cracked down on them and, you know, they, they out on bail. I heard they had like ankle bracelets and now they're facing 25 years. But, um, but yeah, they made over a hundred million doing this whole scheme that we, that they, wow. that were, was tracked. Wow. And, um, it just goes to show it's like, cause you know, someone was asking me today, like, uh, on, online, saying, why these people knew that this was illegal. Why did they do it? I said, okay, this is hu the human social media. You know, everybody is saying, hey, you know, you are the man. You are this. Thank you, Zach. You're awesome. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up. But, uh, so the, the, the 
the ego, just boosting the ego nonstop. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're okay, yeah, we're going. Okay, so I guess that's it. So we're getting used to the time uh, situation here. So you just bear with us uh, while we figure this out. This is a new podcast. But yeah, so like the thing is, um, the human emotion and human nature, it just never changes. You know what I mean? It's just people's ego gets fed and they lose track of like even that they're doing something so illegal and they're going to get caught. They're just, I don't know. Any com- last comments on that? Yeah, it's the rage machine. It just It's like a big ball. It just keeps going, you know? And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So we see that in all areas of human action, human nature. It's very interesting. Yeah, and just to finish that up, people ask me, oh, aren't you, aren't you sad that these pumpers are left? You can't make money like that anymore. It's like, bro, like I, I can make money so many different ways because like I'm a, I, I trade and I put a lot of work and figured a lot of things out. I adapt. So like I'm kind of glad, actually, that these douchebags got out. You know, they gave trading like it's it was annoying to hear these guys names pop up into like thanksgiving conversations and stuff like oh yeah look at this guy you know like i don't know but anyways that concludes macro jabber we'll see you guys next time see ya that concludes today's episode make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use the friendly bear podcast is hosted by me david where you can find me on twitter at reverse underscore long you can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.